0: The
1: with your host, DJ Rome.
0: Hey, welcome to the program, everybody. You just stepped inside of Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of Funk and Soul. My name is DJ Rome, and I wanna welcome you to another exciting, fully loaded, jam-packed edition of Psychotic Bump School. So ladies and gentlemen, tonight, oh, we have an amazingly full show. We have a few guests returning tonight. In fact, all of these guests have been here before. We got about four of them coming through, so check out this lineup. We're gonna be talking to our good brother, Mr. Jason Sugars. He's a member of the Venice Neighborhood Council in Southern California, but this time we're gonna be breaking down national politics that's right everything happening in congress right now is of supreme consequence to the rest of the nation and so jason and i are going to be breaking down the latest in the week in politics that's mr jason sugars also We're going to have three returning champs including our good sister tamika michelle who's an educator and author and life coach we're also going to have dr janae akbar who's a clinical psychotherapist out of philly and we're going to have our good brother mr cleveland robinson who is a licensed professional counselor out of dallas texas as well as being a singer and songwriter all three of them are going to be joining us to break down the conviction of mr r kelly that's right. R. Kelly has finally been found guilty on several accounts of his abuse, his serial abuse of young black women. So we're going to be having a conversation with Cleveland, Janae and Tamika about the implications of the R. Kelly verdict. So it's going to be an amazingly full show. So you might want to call your friends and family to the radio or the computer because we are about to set it off. So this is KCWG, My name is DJ Rome. Welcome. To Psychotic Bump School. Stay tuned for more. We're going to kick off our show with Mr. Jason Sugars after this.
2: This is Jason Sugars of the Venice Neighborhood Council, Venice and Los Angeles at large. You're listening to DJ Rome of Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul.
3: I lift my hands to cleanse my energy. I've been running shit like a centipede, honey. kicks on these nigga feet. Unintentional blunders, recover dust off the mud and tell haters fuck off my buzz and I might just bust off a slug if you push me. But redemption feels better than get wetter than new Niagara, lost like Confederate flag and a MAGA hat at a rally with a pack of Panthers. My daddy lived through the 60s, ain't never seen quite like this, and eventually we. Again, we're witnesses, history repeats. We've been given a fish, but I need a pole and a hook. Motorboat with the seats, carry a couple passengers as I travel the sea. Ain't no one better than me, I'm snagging. My older brother Ron told me what's bracket He ready for a war while I invest and pay more taxes than cost of living in Dallas This ain't fiction, it's factual, Thickest chick in the pageant Don't get no trophy, but ass is looking like both cheeks are laughing Shaking off in a dress, I caress it, smack it and grab it She told me play assassin and kill that shit like a fascist Beat it up like the day I was born, mama named me Cassius She attracted to greatness, I'm 40 acres from average Tony Baker, an animal, give her a little Kirkpatrick When we lay up, she asking me questions like Why you always looking to the sky? To the sky. She looked at me and said, King what's on your mind? 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 What's on your mind King? I've been thinking about how my people can't breathe off of my achievements and how we in a constant state of grieving. But still managed to celebrate serving yellow cake. With chocolate ice and Dan Anthony staying mellow state. Two called the Rogers, the gym, cause they shut down Rogers. Park weight room is a play tool for the starving artists. Used to get shit off my chest in there. Soak up game from my OGPS, homie, we get direction there. Now the word is standing up like an erection. Active as a way of life, not just fucking elections. Condoms and a vest, we need every form of protection. Dangerous than- Mind is primary weapon Stuck in binary thinking Republic or democratic Black and white is the puppet Show masters are living lavish Masters are getting painted as savages If you challenge a system that only works If you happily already have it Nappy hair and I'm melanated I watch my diet of shit that I listen to High vibrations that have you elevated Like uh, 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 uh Confidence weigh a ton, it can't be undone Tolerance on a million, I weathered it, I'm resilient Spanish teacher with hood credit next to something Brazilian Still searching for the one and only thing that brings fulfillment Making it better for future generations of children Buildings falling, seasons changing But you remain, you still the same you were there amidst the danger when I looked in the mirror and saw a stranger.
0: OK, we are back. KCWG, the truth.com's program called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, as we rambled on last week, you know, we were talking quite a bit about what was happening in Congress and how consequential this uh, past week was going to be. Well, it was a whole bunch of do about a little bit, but not a whole lot. But there's still some haggling on both ends of the Democratic spectrum, if you know what I'm saying, the progressives versus the more moderate wing of the party, the centrists and how they're going to get through the Biden agenda. So uh, I wanted to have a conversation about that this time, not with myself, but with this good brother who was here a few minutes ago or a few months ago, it seemed like only a minute ago. But, hey, this brother is family, man. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome back to Psychotic Bum School, our good brother, Mr. Jason Sugars. Mr. Sugars, are you there? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't know the sound. Know the sound. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, thank you for having me. Brother. Thanks for inviting me back,
0: man. You are a joy and a half, Mr. Sugars, ladies and gentlemen. If you can recall, sits on the Venice Community Council. I know I
2: got that wrong, brother. Break it down for me again. You, you Venice, got a Venice,
4: neighborhood neighborhood yeah, Venice Neighborhood Council. Neighborhood
2: Council. I am, uh, I am oddly enough uh, one of the very few uh, people of color. On that neighborhood council, if you're from Venice, you know that 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 doesn't really reflect the history in the community. And I'm the only kind of active brother uh, on on that council. And we've been doing some some work, but uh, nothing on the upper levels of what we're looking at happening in Congress and around the country. There's there's a huge right lean going on all the way from down at our council level. Really. To, so I know that's some stuff we were going to talk about.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, definitely want to get caught up on that. But man, have you been checking out what's been happening with the the Democrats, man? They trying to get through the Biden agenda. They got two pieces of legislation, ladies and gentlemen, that we talked about last week, this infrastructure bill that has about 19 Republicans on board already for now. And then they have the Build Back Better bill, which has all the the stuff that the progressives like, including uh, the social safety net, climate change, that whole thing. And Pramila G- uh, Jayabal, always say her name wrong. Uh, I believe she's out of Washington, West Coast, Washington. Uh, she's leading the caucus, and uh, they're having to <laughs> look, Mr. Sugar. When the rubber hits the road, it- it's okay to-, to tout these things and campaign on these issues, but when you get into power, you have to govern and you got to work with people. So, Mr. Sugars, uh, I don't know where this is going to go. Uh, I don't know how close you've been following it, but what are your thoughts on this, man? This is a big big deal that the Democrats have this majority in Congress and control the White House and yet they're struggling to get things through what are your thoughts about the latest that's been happening up there
2: I you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say man and this is probably I do appreciate the boldness and bravery that Jay Pauls of exhibiting in in fight and pushing back against even Democratic leadership and what right. might seem to be a hard pushback against Pelosi mm-hmm. and yes you do have to work with people I think and I'm not I want to say this out front, and it's probably not the right thing to say. I am not a Democrat.
0: Right on. Right
2: on. Um, This is absolutely not to say that I have anything to do with the current GOP or strong, right leaning, so-called conservative uh, Republican Party. That's right. I haven't been able to in the time that I've become more and more aware, I haven't been able to really attach or adhere myself in lockstep to a team. Yep. So so I agree. And when we see that and we see Nancy Pelosi, who is an absolutely skilled and terrific politician and in politics, yes, we got to work together. And it looks to me like uh, the head of the executive office, Mr. Biden, is trying to do the same thing. We've got to work together. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily possible or true that we've got to work together Mm -hmm. all the way to the walls of allowing allowing the other side to dictate all of the terms of the movement um we learned we learned going all the way bush and and beyond that but you know we were too young to pay too much attention Mm -hmm. that worrying about what the other team thinks is not always the Uh. best move (laughs) you think you know so (laughs) you know really famously like a friend of mine who's who's a now kind of a pretty well-known uh activist (laughs) political activist Was doing an interview in a magazine, one of the, you know, kind of higher scale black magazines that we love so much. I don't know if it was Essence or something. they asked him what he thought about uh, then President Obama, who was just about to start running for his second term. Mm -hmm. And if he was going to be if he was as happy with Obama as he had expected to be because he worked so hard on his first uh, campaign, Don Cheadle. And and would he be doing it again? And he said something that relates here to a little. He Mm -hmm. said, he's like, I do like what he's doing somewhat. I would love to see him be a bit more gangster about it because that's what they do. Yeah. Oh, it went to the news and it went all over. He says that Obama should be gangster. It's like, I didn't say gangster. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. said gangster. And what I meant was that we have a party that we're working against that will just push right through us. They don't care what we think about it. They don't ask. Absolutely. With with this small, slim, I say all of that to say with this small, slim, Perceived measure of of um, of weight that we have on the democratic or the blue or the liberal or the progressive side right now, waiting for them to come to the table is never going to happen. Mm. Um, they're they're not going to in good faith all of a sudden turn over and decide that they want to give up this money all of a sudden again. They're they're fiscal conservatives. So the second large right. bill. Oh, we're, f- we're the fiscal conservative party. I was like, I have never heard you guys vote down any war money anywhere. Uh, come on. I- I've never heard any of you vote against that. In fact, it's it's looked at as some kind of a badge of besmirch. That's if you, right. If you, you know, so you're not worried about money. You're worried about where it's going.
4: Mm hmm. And mm-hmm.
2: you continue to hide that. We continue to allow them to hide their real kind of uh, motivations and stuff in, in other, you know, In other aspects of what's going on We don't want to spend the money. It's like, you don't want to spend the money on these people and these things.
4: Mm -hmm. You don't want to
2: spend any money pushing against big oil. You don't want to spend any money. You know, we, we understand. It's a huge amount of money that they're asking for. I can't pretend that it's not
4: Mm -hmm.
2: perhaps too big, but I got to think that's where they started, but cutting it down to mansions 1.5 is not going to do the trick either.
0: Okay, talk to us about that because that's what kind of rankles my nerves a little bit. When was the last time Republicans were uh, conjoling and trying to be persuasive to get Democrats on board with something that was hard for them to give up? You know, I mean, we hear all the time that behind the scenes, when those larger fights, you know, the obvious ones like gun. Gun, gun rights, Second Amendment, or abortion, they're never gonna come together on those things. But you hear all the time that Democrats and Republicans work together behind the scenes on smaller issues all the time. But yet and still on these bigger issues, these hot button issues, when it comes to, like you said a moment ago, Mr. Sugars, where the money's going, because like you said, with the war chest, they ain't got no problem with spending as much as they feel like they need to. But when the money's gonna go to certain communities, now they wanna get all shy. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> like Jay. <laughs> Yeah. So what? What man? I forgot my question. But what? What does it say about the fact that I don't see Republicans reaching across the aisle like that to Democrats? I see Democrats always trying to bring them aboard, and I see it. It seems very disingenuous. To it's like one way um, bipartisanship. You know what I'm saying? And it's always initiated from one side to the next.
2: Do you see that or agree with that? I agree hundred percent. I mean, and, and that is kind of what I was saying. I think the, the specifics of out now is like someone like Manchin. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchin's holding up for his 1.5 uh bill, trillion that he wants to get it down to. He's not committed to voting for that either. Mm. He's just said yeah. that, that would be a better starting point for him, is yeah. roughly a, a third of what they're asking for, a little over a third of what they're asking for. Right. That number yeah. doesn't even cover the things that he has openly and repeatedly said he agrees with. That doesn't cover any of this, any of the parts of the larger bill. That 1.5 wouldn't cover what he's already said that he would sign up for. So what he's doing is basically just and and I don't, you know, again, I hate the uh, team, but he's right. basically just a Republican. Right. And, he, and he's been voted into the Democratic side with the D on his name because he comes from a state where the parties are very are very much the same. Mm. So you know, it's just been known as a democratic state. They have always been a conservative, you know, not always, but for the past two or three people coming out of there in his position, they've been rather conservative and far more conservative conservative than the larger Democratic Party, which we know since the onset of the of Bernieism has been pushed further and further and further to the left and progressive for the past decade or so. Yeah. So you know, the Democrats are moving further left. The Republicans are locking in and moving further right. Mm. And Americans are getting torn in the middle like it was a tug-of-war. Like, really? The, yeah. It doesn't seem to me... And I think that's why I, I talk about not having my stance with with Democrats. Mm. Performatively, or or the pageantry would have us all believe that they are the, the party of the people. Mm-hmm. That they are the party of PLC and alphabet community rights. That they are, you know, and we look and we don't see... A lot of actual progress in that in that progressive stance. We don't see a lot of uh, liberal movement in their liberalism. We see what is very similar to what we might have thought of as is Republican ideas uh pre-Reagan around Reagan era. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're that far apart. I think where we're at now, man, is they should continue to make, fight this big fight. I am proud and happy that Jay Paul has taken this stance. And I hope that she sticks with it, and it, and it, the rest of her caucus, and more people get on board. Okay. We have much more chance of getting uh, mansion And what's the other woman's name? Seneca. Seneca? Yeah, Kristen
0: Cinema. The the Sinema. the drama of cinema in the cinema. I'm telling you, I don't, in the Senate.
2: I don't believe, honestly, that we have much chance of getting. We should treat them as they treat hostile witnesses in a court case. They're okay. not. They're not. Uh. I don't expect them to be lockstep Democratic mm-hmm. uh, hard hardliners. Yeah, I don't expect anyone to do that. I would I would love for everyone there to really, really work with what their morals and what they believe and not be locked to a party. And, the problem you know, with cinema though, is that
0: she won't say what she wants. She won't like explicitly state what her holdout is. We know Manchin in West Virginia. He's all about coal and right. he's all about that industry. But cinema won't tip her hand to to what she wants just pulling up the uh, the infrastructure bill real quick as you were talking Mm -hmm. i was looking at what's in it uh roads bridges 110 billion passenger and freight rail 66 billion broadband infrastructure water infrastructure such as eliminating lead pipes public transit resiliency including flood and wildfire mitigation electric vehicle infrastructure Uh, the new spending includes uh, economic growth of 56 billion sales of future spectrum auctions I don't know what all this stuff is delaying Medicare Part D rebate uh, 51 billion return of unemployment insurance funds from states 53 billion so they're okay with all of this but then when you take it to the build back better agenda it's talking about lowering childcare costs they're talking about uh, lowering the higher education costs. Uh, tax cuts for families with children. That was at uh, CTC that I think people right. were able to access if they file for their taxes. Uh, yeah, I think through. that went through. Yeah, absolutely. And so the idea is that they're the pro- uh, progressives such as Pramila Jayapal, they're wanting to make sure these bills go through together because progressives feel, and rightfully so, Mr. Sugars, I don't know if you agree with this or not, if they cave right now and just allow a vote on the infrastructure bill without concurrently putting this bill to the floor, they figure that the, the the more conservative members of the Democratic caucus will then have no reason to really uh, back the bill back better plan.
2: And uh, do they have are they wrong for, for that? You know, as far as what I've been able to read, and, and get out of everything, it seems to me that the that the Republican conservative party have said that outright, that they have no intention. Right. Of, of backing this other larger thing and that they would be one hundred and eight percent dead in the water. Right, I agree hundred percent. They'd be dead in the water. Here's here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Shoe on the other foot, mm-hmm. and luckily this isn't a hypothetical, mm-hmm. because we've seen it when we had when we when we had uh, the second term of of Obama.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Shoe on the other foot, they would neuter us and walk right over us at every chance and every turn they got. I think so. And and if we need if we're going to create a true balance then that's just what we need to do right now is wherever it is within our power to take power and mm. just move without them, just do it. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't much, especially with the different. a difference being that we have the, the the majority of America wants these things to happen. Exactly, exactly. The country that, you, that has elected you to represent them has spoken loudly and proudly that these are the things that as a overall civilized country, we need. Mm-hmm. We don't need to protect coal. (laughs) right? In less than 150 years, the coal and fossil fuel industries have done what we know of to this planet. Less than 150 years we've been doing this probably. Right. Think about Um, how long America has been here. Not very long at all, a couple of 200 something years. So look at how much damage we've done in the little bit of time to the planet using those courses so i mean there's no reason to defend big oil there's no reason okay
0: so um well okay so let me do this this is kcwg the truth.com's is called psychotic bump school i'm dj Rome. we're talking to our good brother mr jason sugars he sits on the venice neighborhood council and he's just a concerned citizen of this country ladies and gentlemen breaking down uh the latest in politics with me pound for pound round for round to its final compound here's where it's at man um i i would say you're absolutely right and the problem becomes, don't you then I mean, you said at the beginning, you, you put that disclaimer out there. And I think a lot of people feel the way you feel It's like, look, I'm not a Democrat. But when you think about the disproportionate uh lovers of power, when people have access to power and how they wield that power. Like you said, the Republicans steamroll right over Democrats. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? So it almost forces you to to pick a side, you either with them or you're with the Democrats. I mean, so. And, and okay, so here here's an off ramp for those that might be struggling with this. I'm not saying you are, but just entertain me for a second. Let's uh-huh. let's just say we don't we follow the James Clyburn out of South Carolina philosophy. We have permanent interests, but not permanent allies. How's that? Right. Because sometimes we there might be some things we might be able to rock with, no matter what our personal political ideologies are. But there are, there's clearly. A side that people resonate with, and you're either with the gangsters <laughs> mm-hmm. or you're with the ones that are fighting against them. I mean, that's right. how I see it. What about you?
2: I mean, that's I'll tell you this, and, and being honest, I'd like to tout how I'm not a, a Democrat and I'm a registered right. independent. Right. I've only voted when I vote, I've only voted democratically. So right. I can't, you know, I, I can't say, you know, you you have to we say that we vote more on issues in our conscience as guided by our intellect, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just in the big elections, not just, you know, but in general that we want to you should put your vote, put your money where your mouth is. Oddly enough, before you before we got on this call, I just posted this morning. I'm like, look, if you did not vote at all, no one cares what you think about anything uh-huh. because, you, because you didn't care to use your voice when the time was necessary. Absolutely. If lost. I will listen to you bump your gums. Right. So if you're going to participate with things being what they are, you're going to end up voting either democratically or, or Republican.
0: Right. I mean, some one of them going to win. It's it's It's, yeah. it's two options. Look, I'm sorry, progressives. I mean, some of y'all look, I, I know you feel dissed, but and I know people say, you know, if we keep doing the same thing, we're going to continue to get the same outcome. But mm-hmm. how do you break through this impasse of the two party system? It's literally written into the Constitution somewhere that the, a third party will not be able to be allowed to rise to the level to compete against the two major uh, two-party system. So I don't know what you're gonna do. It's gonna be a Democrat and a Republican. One of them is going to win.
2: I mean, I'll say this, I don't know, I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't think that that's constitutionally stated. I believe that at the time that the constitution was written, we didn't have, certainly not the parties we have now, mm-hmm. but a two-party system is, has been given great advantage in the time since. But mm-hmm. at the time that the Constitution was written, we didn't really have, we didn't we didn't really have parties as it were. There were, mm-hmm. you know, congeals of political ideologists, some <laughs> of which, you know, all of which were white, nearly all of which were moneyed, you know, right. And, and all of this has been built for and served them this whole time. Yes, a lot of things have changed, but that's one of the things that has not that must change. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am a big proponent of creating more parties and looking to other countries right. in, across Scandinavia or whatever where it's like sure there's too much to muddle through so maybe we don't end up with 35 different parties running at one time mm-hmm. but I think we could I think we could fairly use four or six you know you
0: know what you're, you're not wrong uh Mr. Sugars look at Angela Angela Merkel in Germany she just just last week they just had an election in Germany and you know i I wasn't follow- I mean I've been following her a little bit but I didn't realize what side of the the aisle she was on she's considered a conservative right, right. and so the her party however did not win re-election it, it was a more green party uh, yeah. candidate that that won because they have a like the the more diversified political ideologies that are able to compete at the highest levels of of governing and campaigning and a green party candidate I do believe won. That race. I think
2: I think a Green Party candidate won. I think there's a fear with them right now, whether or not you know, because that government is set up so that they would have to create a a, a, co- a coalescence yeah. of all of the parties or whichever you know to fill positions and, and build a huge cabinet. I hope they have luck with that. I do right. know that the person that was in her party that was like her side man made mm-hmm. some terrible missteps. I think there was yes. like, him giggling at a giant flood that killed a bunch of people. Like, Things that that come that are very serious to them, but she is, I gotta say, man, I might, uh, someone recently that I was arguing with about things having to do with race and politics in America,
4: Mm -hmm.
2: was saying, you know, one thing about you guys, I would love to hear you, I would love to hear you say of any conservative black that you don't consider or call a coon or call some kind of derogatory name. Cause it seems to me that every conservative black that is out there on the forefront you know, this was having to do with, with uh, Mr. Elder at the time of the recall. Oh. And, and I had to say that there's a difference between coonery and conservatism. Come on. So if you want if you want me to mention some conservatives that I've never heard called a coon, mm-hmm. Condoleezza Rice, Martin Luther King was a conservative, this is a religious man. Malcolm X was relatively conservative. He was a yep. man who didn't drink or didn't smoke and had a lot of moral... Uh, aptitude built into his ideological beliefs yep. uh, muhammad ali was a conservative like what you guys are calling conservative here in the united mm-hmm. states is nothing but is anything but it's extremism absolutely Right-rated extremism and because you call it conservative what's conservative about hating gays right what is all that conservative what is conservative about hating and, and, con- and looking for ways to continue to oppress black and brown and other people of color it's not conservative
0: Well, what they would say, I'm I'm going out on a limb to to speak for them. You Uh, should. Well, yeah, because they're saying that that that's conservative because it blows up the traditional idea of the American family,
2: a man and a woman. And listen, man, that may be very true about the traditional idea of the American family. But when we think about America and her traditions from the genocide of the natives that they used to create it and from the, the use and oppression of the black folks that they made build it to the ways that they've that they've continued those same things. American tradition doesn't mean a lot to many of us Americans that have never, mm-hmm. never benefited from it. Come on. Yes, the nuclear family would be a great strength builder in every one of our sub-communities. I believe in that. In our Black community, I see our loss of that or weakness of that as having been uh, a historically a weakness. I'm not going to send that, and, and I say all of that, I might as well get to my point. I consider myself mildly conservative. This is not conservative right. that we're talking about. Right. You know what I mean? So, so. I mean, I think,
0: way, I think, I'm sorry. I think no, most black people, most black voters are conservative at, at their core, honestly.
2: Man, listen, I was like, everybody's grandma I know is conservative.
0: <laughs> yep. Every,
2: every black grandmother I know is conservative. Man, so my their husbands. exactly. You know, we're, we're,
0: my grandma, may she rest in heaven, man, I grew up in this, you know, similar area as you or similar era and area, I guess, Mr. Sugar. Mm-hmm. And grandma used to have Kenneth Copeland on TV, bro. Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagan, right. all these like evangelical uh, stalwarts that supported the last administration before Joe Biden. And I'm like, it, if grandma, if grandma were alive today, <laughs> they're voting, she would
2: have voted Trump
0: i mean i don't i don't think so though but see that's the thing you it's to your point it's like conservatism has been distorted grandma and them were conservative this brand of politics right now this ain't conservatism this is extremism like you said
2: yeah oh by a shot man. And, and what they keep doing is finding smaller and smaller things to hide behind as they as they talk about these things mm-hmm. so Anna, angela merkel's party did so well even though she was a conservative because she's actually a true and moral religious uh raised you know her her father was a, a, a preacher in uh mm. you know she was raised in the church yeah i mean I, I think that we could we might do well to see some of that leak into or seep into our politics here mm. um our previous administration with uh with he who shall not be named except by clown face emoji <laughs> um they really grabbed the reins and rode the the pony of conservatism but you go back to the administration beforehand and obama was a a, i want to say like a malleable conservative
0: bruh
5: DJ Valida, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet.
6: Don't let it go to your head. Love is stronger than fear. Don't let it change who you are. You are meant to be here. When I look in your eyes, your ego starts to appear. Are you afraid to ascend? Nothing's stopping, you never know, are you ready for
0: lot of people voted against the former guy who shall be nameless <laughs> mm-hmm. in favor of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because yes. they wanted him in to to execute our desires, those that voted for him anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a little sensitive, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to throw a disclaimer out there. Uh, we got this mass mandate. We got the vet, va- not the mass mandate, the vaccine mandate that's mm-hmm. for people that have school aged children. Uh, Now they're saying there's going to be a mandate, uh, I believe by fall 2022, when it will really kick in, that children, school-aged children, and California is the first, I believe, in the country to really put this down, Governor Gavin Newsom, uh, Mm -hmm. all children, school-aged children, have to be vaccinated. So for those that have been with this administration, uh, it's created some striations within the voting block, Mr. Sugars. I mean, it'll, it'll we're too far out now from a general election in 2024, but a midterm is coming up in 2022 when typically it tends to be a referendum on the party in power. Right. What do you think this vaccine mandate is doing to the communities as a whole, uh, especially those that
2: voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? You know, it's it's sad to me that it's doing anything. And, and I'm hoping that the, the damage from it will be minimized. Um, people scream about states' rights, mm-hmm. and we do have the federal stuff that he's leaking down, but Gavin Newsom's not part of the federal uh, community, and he made this decision to do this in this state. Mm-hmm. And there's a slight wording issue because people are saying, hey, we're mandating um, okay. your kids. Right. They're not, they're mandating a COVID vaccine to be added to the vaccines that have been mandated for kids in California schools and schools across this country forever. Every one of us out here screaming about how we're anti-vaccine or blah, 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 blah. And I'm not one of them, by the way, mm-hmm. have have scars on our left shoulder from our or our right shoulder from vaccines that we've had since we were children. Yep. So this is being added to a list of safety, public health safety mm-hmm. that people be vaccinated against something that killed Hundreds of thousands of people in this country last year or over right. the past two years,
0: bruh. 700,000 as of this conversation, bro. 700,000.
2: Okay. Now, mind you, I, I, you know, I understand fears. I have great fears of big pharma. I have, I have issues with, you know, the monetization of, of uh, healthcare and pump and you know, the pirating of public health. You gotta pay us to, I, I have issues with that. I'm gonna bottom line this, but mm. little for me, my own personal take, since that's all I I have access to. Absolutely. Yesterday I was at the funeral. Yesterday morning I was at the funeral of my mother's older brother. She had two brothers. Now she has one. My mom's gone as well. He passed away specifically and directly after a very brief and horrible battle with COVID. Mm. This was yesterday morning. Now, mind you, I hadn't seen him in a long, long time. I, You know, whatever, we live different lives. Mm-hmm. His wife, who I also haven't seen, got up and said, hey, and her only speech at his funeral. And this is, of course, all our folks, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. out in the Pasadena area. Um, Get the shot. She said, I'm not going to lie to you. If this hadn't happened and I hadn't seen this, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. But I have got it. And I'm oh, telling everybody in this room because I love you. Go and get the shot. Wow. All of this pseudoscientific mumbo jumbo against some uh, against a vaccine that so far. We don't know that it's killed anyone. I've seen no evidence. I've Mm -hmm. seen less evidence of the covid vaccine killing people than I have of Democratic vote. Yes. Okay, so. Let's not panic because we're being mandated all of a sudden to have vaccines when I know for a fact that I've been getting vaccines by mandate to go to school in California since the sixties. Bruh, I work so in
0: education. I I can't uh-huh.
2: work. I can't work without a TV
0: shot. Bruh, of course not. I can't. You know? And um, you're not
2: gonna be able to work without a COVID shot.
0: Dude. Uh, my condolences to, to your family, you. So without giving away too much detail, do you know if your, your uncle was vaccinated or
2: not? He was not. He was not. And she was not going to be. I don't know that they were anti-vax. They just hadn't done it. I swear to you right now in front of everybody that according to what she said at the funeral yesterday morning, hmm. one of the last things he said to her was, babe, please get this shot.
0: See, this is what man. When I troll, I, I I troll, Jason. I I, I troll people. on You,
2: <laughs> <laughs> if they would take me by the word, I could do it for a living, but dude.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> dude, I troll because you know, and I and I'm a I'm a bit torn because some of my loved ones um, are not vaccinated, and they feel very strongly about that position, and they. <laughs> They, they are very serious when they say they have evidence that people have been harmed by getting the vaccine. And mm-hmm. they have their websites and their sources. And they're very serious about it. And they feel mm-hmm. very put upon by this Biden administration to be vaccinated. And what you said a moment ago is key because it's, it's still a choice, right, in that you right. can either produce proof of vaccination or submit to uh, being tested, tested. yeah. And so I know that that still feels restrictive un American. Okay, I get it. But see, my point is what what just happened with your with your family. I don't hear Jason. I don't hear anybody going on the internet saying on their last breath during on their on their final in their final moments on this earth, I don't hear anybody saying do not get vaccinated. They're telling people to go get vaccinated. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear right. that story in reverse. And so it doesn't that Means something to the to those that are holding out because they wish they would have gotten it in most instances or else. Why else would they be saying that? Why would they send that warning out to their closest loved one to warn all of you? To, right. to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what, what's in it for them at that point, except to do the right thing.
2: Finally. Right. I'll tell you what you can do. You can go ahead and don't get back. I wish yeah. you the best of luck. But the rest of us should have the right with yeah. our fear, because we're fearful like you to not have you around us risking our lives or the lives of our kids or the elders in our families or whatever. Mm-hmm. So make the choice. If they make it a mandate that you have to do so-and-so and I don't love that. Oh, I don't love that. But if they make it right. a mandate that you have to do so-and-so with your body mm. or you can't work in certain places, then I don't know, spit or get off the pot, get your yeah. shot and move on, get a job somewhere where they don't, I don't know. I'm sure that there's going to be jobs where you don't have to be vaccinated. Wow.
0: Well, yeah, that, that's where we're headed. That's exactly where we're headed. Because, and it sucks. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked to people, man. They, they want to get out of California. I mean, we're we're in California. They're like, yo, I want to go where DeSantis is out in Florida. Because okay, he,
2: get on out there, Get by out. all means. Man. I, I got $5. Listen, I'm going to open a, a GoFundMe and put some. I got $5 on each of your tickets. Go ahead. Mm. My biggest weapon in my trolling has always been condescension. <laughs>
4: but
2: I, have a tendency I get it. Because I know that it's frustrating and upsets them. So I don't argue. I don't name call. I I can just be super condescending. And and I have found that that is just as negative effectful as if I were cursing them out and calling them names. So I'm Mm. trying to be more accepting of other people's communications, even while while deflecting their ideas in an open forum. Like, listen, man, here's why that doesn't make any sense. Mm. I'm not going to say that you're stupid because you believe it. I'm not going to say you're not doing the right research in the right places. I'm just going to say that objectively speaking, if I didn't have a feeling one way or the other, this is where you've gone wrong. Your your argument doesn't make sense. Mm. And and when you question, and we were just talking about this, my wife and I were just talking about this not 20 minutes before we spoke. Mm. When you question them and they don't have an answer. Yeah. Then they go to a whole different position. Like, well, you can always unfollow me. I'm like, or you could expo- or you can defend your position.
0: Or how about. Yeah. Well, and how about when when it gets right down to it? Just say you made a mistake. Just say you were wrong. Just say you miscalculated. Just say you misunderstood the data and you got it wrong. I mean, how many times can you double down and still be wrong? How many times can you be loud and wrong at the same time with no a bit of kind of accountability? I mean, it, it, at some point, like you said earlier, it, it becomes a very disingenuous process if you're not going to have a conversation in good faith that you're trying to find some common ground. In order to do that, you have to be mature enough to admit that somebody scored on you. And it's OK. That's how we all learn. Everybody's you know, it's. I'm not trying to dunk on you, but I am trying to reach a, a bridge of understanding. And if you're not even trying, then it. it Diplomacy is headed fast out the door, and uh, I'm running out of patience. <laughs> oh man! Listen,
2: here, here's the here's the thing, and I'll give them an extra point that helps, and it's right along what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You don't have you don't have to admit you're wrong. Mm, okay. Accept it and govern yourself accordingly. There you go. You don't have to, you don't have to tell me you're wrong. Right. Once you've seen the light, just just speak as loudly and proudly in the correct direction as you have been.
0: Yes. Keep that yes, same
2: energy. Keep the keep that same. Ma- handle your scandal and <laughs> maintain your lane. Wow. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Just wow. do it in the right direction. You know?
7: This is your girl, Tamika Michelle, and you are listening to Psychotic Bump School with the phenomenal host, DJ Rome, on KCWGthetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. I'm going
6: down. Okay, call on No actual location, just watching the pacing wonder who he's chasing A little conversation, leaving no debating He left the door swing.
0: Okay, we are back. KCWG, the truth.com's program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, the world of entertainment has just made the resolution happen. The, the hammer finally dropped on R. Kelly, y'all. Robert Kelly found guilty on multiple counts. Finally, uh, they got him, y'all. Uh, after years and years of uh, reported conduct of holding young black women hostage and mistreating them. Uh, If you could recall on Psychotic Bum School, we did an entire show on Surviving R. Kelly, that hard-hitting, extremely triggering documentary that came out a year, maybe almost two years ago now, and uh, he was still roaming free even after that. Soon after that, they boycotted his music. Soon after that, he was eventually arrested. He did appear with uh, Gail, I can't remember her name, Oprah Winfrey's friend, and he had an incredible moment during that episode, but my God. Ladies and gentlemen, R. Kelly has been found guilty. So I wanted to have a conversation about that. This is sort of a a, a sequel to the Surviving R. Kelly episode we did on Psychotic Bum School. One of those panelists is back tonight, and we have another panelist who's been here before who didn't participate in that panel, but I wanted to invite her back in because she's so cool. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, first, uh, let's swing out to uh, the beautiful city of brotherly love, uh, Philly in the House. Uh, This is at the University of Westchester in uh, the beautiful Pennsylvania in Philly. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bumps School, our good sister, clinical psychotherapist, Dr. Janae Akbar. Dr. Akbar. Hello.
4: Hello. What's up, sis?
1: Oh, it's so good to be back here. Thank you so much for having me back. And this is a This is a big one. This topic's a big one. Well,
0: uh, that's what I'm thinking about. And I guess I should have announced a trigger warning to everybody listening there. We're going to talk about some stuff. So, uh, Janae, thank you for being here. Also, Janae, we have this good sister, this good sister. Y'all know this powerful voice. This good sister is an educator, life coach, author, uh, public speaker. Oh, she does it all. She's uh, a, a, just a, an amazing dynamo of a spirit. Uh, she comes to us from the beautiful state of California, y'all, Southern California, putting it down. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to Psychotic Bump Score, our good sister, Tamika Thomas. Miss Tamika, are you there?
7: Hey, bro, how are you doing? It's so good to be here. Uh, like Sister Janae said, this is gonna be a heavy one, but I'm ready, I got my boxing gloves on, let's go.
0: Come on, come on. Actually, I used to refer to you as Tamika Michelle. Uh, she's always coming ready y'all. She comes with those gloves drawn back. And, uh, let's get after it. Um, Tamika, I'm gonna start with you. Actually, you were here when we did that big show a year and a half ago. And I don't know how closely you've been following the news, Janae and you, but they did get them, ladies, they did get them. R. Mm-hmm. Kelly found guilty. Uh, what are your thoughts before I swing over to Dr. Akbar? Tamika Michelle? What are your thoughts?
7: You know, my thoughts are just like, finally, you know, as someone that grew up listening to his music, um, that I can't even stomach it anymore. You know, I, I'm, I'm yeah. doing kind of like um, a resolution within myself of can I separate the artist from the music, because you know, I, I don't think any of us would disagree that he's an extremely talented individual. But as someone that is a survivor of sexual abuse, it feels like this is vindication, not only for the women that had to suffer through this, but also for those of us that maybe our abusers have never been charged. It's it's like a silent victory for us as well. So I am I am extremely happy that all of the evidence that we've had for years has finally proven that he is definitely guilty of all these charges.
0: Wow, how about that? To Dr. Janae Akbar, your thoughts.
7: Woo, you don't know how happy I am to hear you say that
1: when uh, DJ mm. Rome asked me to be on the show about this topic. Right on. I said, Yeah, of course. And then I started thinking about it. I said, oh, Lord, if he gets me on there with a bunch of R. Kelly apologists, I don't know what I'm going to do. So,
4: mm. <laughs> right.
1: so I right. was like, I don't even know how to ask that. Real cool. You know, I'm going to just pray for the best. You know, so I'm I so do. happy to hear you said it. And, yeah, that's my feeling, too. It's about time. What took them so long? And. You know, we need to make a commitment to protect our black women and girls. And this was going on for far, far, far too long. So Mm. I'm happy that there's some, you know, there's no real true resolution because he harmed so many lives. Right. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: But
1: but it's a step in the right direction for sure. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. Uh,
0: I'd like to welcome to the conversation, the good brother, Mr. Cleveland Robinson. He's a licensed professional counselor out of the beautiful city of Dallas, Texas. Mr. Robinson, are you there? Go ahead and unmute hey. yourself, good brother. Welcome back, hey, man. How you go? doing?
5: Thank you, bro. Good to always talk to you. You know that.
0: Oh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Akbar as well as Tamika Michelle out of California. Uh, we're having a conversation about R. Kelly. As you know, good brother, what are your thoughts on this conviction? Uh, the singer, the songwriter, the man, the icon has finally gone down. Good brother, Mr. Cleveland Robinson, what are your thoughts?
5: Um, you know, as a, as a uh, musician and music lover, which is how me and you met, Right. Um, uh, connected truly um it's it's so many layers man to it it's the the uh the overall quiet theme of how in the black community we uh enable and look over sexual abuse yeah um and of Mm -hmm. course it is the ongoing um issue of what happened to get this brother to get to the place where things got this out of hand of course you know if you just read a little bit you see the backstory right there um but I think all of that is insignificant at this moment Mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue that we're dealing with is uh I'm I'm a little bothered by still so much public denial
1: yes and Mm -hmm. um Mm-hmm.
5: We have a weird flex and the flex is I'ma listen anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right.
0: <laughs> come on, man. You don't have no R. Kelly on your playlist right now.
5: <laughs> listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ai I'm a stepper. So I'm very hurt wow. that that uh yeah, R. Really. Kelly um did this because I I absolutely gonna come on and I'm gonna hit the floor immediately. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, um uh, 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 my conscience was getting per- picked uh picked apart at that time so now as the time ta- that the trial kept going on I was like this ain't right yeah <laughs> you know it's, and honestly this is my conscience told me I am not the person to judge but in this case I do judge.
4: Mm-hmm. Those
5: who say, because uh, what it ultimately boils down to is, Long as it wasn't my child." People want to say a lot. Long as it wasn't my child. I got no
0: problem. That's what I was about to ask you because uh before you came in Cleveland, both Janae and Tamika are parents. You're you're a dad, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, who? What? What's the configuration of your children?
5: I just had one daughter.
0: One daughter. Okay. Well, everybody on here has got daughters. Yeah. <laughs> that that's deep. So Janae. Um, from this is what i'm saying i mean when people will continue to justify their i mean i don't know at this point i mean all three of y'all is this has got to do it right i mean at some, <laughs> point, at some point you got to let this guy go I and mean, i know you're, you you're would innocent, think but yeah, you would think i no, mean you're no. innocent to proven guilty but how many bites of this apple are they going to allow this man to have before how many um, more girls I mean, hurt i mean and Jeanette, it's always
1: isn't, like you know isn't enough enough it's always like oh but Harvey Weinstein oh but this person oh right. but Elvis Presley oh, yeah well, like, okay, okay. they do
0: say that okay, yep. all of
7: them can be
1: trash too you know what I'm saying like they all can be <laughs> right. trash together
0: yeah yeah but you it, no, th-
1: you know it's no limit on how big the trash can is it they all can go in there
0: <laughs> they all can go yes okay. <laughs> go ahead Tamika.
7: <laughs> yeah I agree they're all trash so I'm all the way but like like um the brother that was speaking said, I can't with good conscience. When I hear even step in the name of love, I'm like, I ain't stepping in no name of, of pedophilia. That's <laughs> right what I hear now. right? I just, I just hear it different. You can't unlearn things that you've learned. So I, I can't, I cannot separate the music from the artist. I just can't. Yeah. And, and maybe I need some of my own healing. But listen, it's well, all gone for me. My and you know, is clear. I, I, I'm a I'm a fa- I was a fan. I mean, R Kelly, right.
1: R Kelly. I'm I'm 42. Mm-hmm. He was the soundtrack to my childhood and my yes. years, in my Without young doubt. adult years. You know, I mean, I can think of a R Kelly song for every stage of my life for the past. Yes. years. you know what I'm I saying. Mean, and this so- is a guy
0: that wrote "I C- I Believe I Can Fly." And- yeah, right. I mean, the, song the was-
1: '90s. Born into the '90s was one of my most favorite. Albums oh yeah, it, public announcement
0: and the joint yeah. for Michael was, it was a
1: classic. It was, yeah, a classic, you were, you were just, not
0: alone. I yeah. mean, he's written some stuff. On baby, that whole album, come on, right. like, that was the whole, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, that and whole ladies, Yeah, exactly. And ladies, Cleveland is a singer songwriter in addition to being a licensed counselor. Oh, wow. So okay. I know it, it's got to hit differently for you, right, Cleveland?
5: Yeah, it really does. You know, you, you, you guys are alluding to, I think the conflict for everyone. So music is a uh music is essentially and these artists a part of our our lives. You said something very yeah. important. Um and it makes up your character, you know, truly. And yeah. so when this a situation like happens, where it's an artist that actually, you know, has intertwined their music into a part of our culture. Our yes. culture is a part of the black culture. He's an icon. Say He's a that.
1: Cultural icon. It is a yeah,
5: he is an icon. Yeah. And so it's a difficult mental it divorce. Is. Now, I hear this very clearly. If we're thinking about it deeper, there—it's not about throwing away his music. And I think this is what we're getting it away. It's not about that. It's about accepting what has happened, accepting what he has done. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna use another word instead of killing the music. You can't kill the music, but it has to be retired.
4: Yeah. Let's use retired. I like that. yeah I Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah.
5: because you see the, the 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 ongoing thing. Well you can separate the man from the music. Sure you can. However, you in or in, in supporting the music, you silently endorse the actions. You cannot yes. separate yeah. our kid from the music because yes. none of us know him. Right. So, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, you so it's kind of like, you know, I gotta say we were family members. None of the people who are talking about R. Kelly right now are his family members. You don't have the luxury of separating R. Kelly from the music.
0: That's right. right. The only thing
5: you know about R. Kelly is his music. The end. That's it. (laughs) That's
4: the case. Let's see. (laughs) mm, Go ahead, brother.
0: Isn't that cancel culture? I mean, I'm gonna throw a name at y'all. This is KCWG, the truth.com. This program is called Psychotic Bump School. I'm DJ Rome. Uh, we're having a conversation about the conviction of R. Kelly, y'all. Uh, we're joined from Southern California from our good sister, uh, Tamika Michelle. We have out of Philly, the good sister, Dr. Janae Akbar. And we were just most recently joined by our good brother out of Dallas, Texas, licensed professional counselor and singer songwriter, Mr. Cleveland Robinson. I'm gonna throw a name at y'all. I just mentioned cancel culture, but y'all remember, a gentleman by the name of Mike Tyson uh, who was famous for at least allegedly raping Desiree. I can't remember her last name. Mm -hmm. And he actually spent time in jail and he was a monster before he went into jail that second or third time. And Mm -hmm. he came out and he still had his demons to work through. But as I watch Mike Tyson today, as as I watch Mike Tyson today, he's I mean, and I'm treading lightly here because you know, anytime you're involved with uh, violating a woman like that, whether the allegation has proven true or not, it's still a trigger for those who have been truly victimized. But as I see Mike Tyson today, who's gone on extensive apology tours and has accepted accountability for uh, the mistakes that he's made in his life, including his infractions, he's never accepted responsibility for that one because he's still claiming his innocence. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying in society's eyes, he has been given new life. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah. I think, so I think
7: that you what you know, you know, you know where I'm wrong.
0: going with this. Yeah. Go, you could feel where I'm going. Right. Tamika?
7: I could I could definitely feel what you're going. And I'm going to go back to the apples and oranges. Right. So it's two different situations. They're both fruit, but it's two different types of fruit, first and foremost. Secondly, mm. is the accountability piece. When you take yes. accountability. He's taken accountability. R. Kelly to this day has not taken accountability.
0: To this day. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, I'm a social worker, right? Like I Mm. I'm not a religious person, but I'm a spiritual person, you know? I mean, I believe in redemption. I do believe in redemption. You know, I believe that I have to believe that people can put in work to make amends for things that they've done in their past, right? Like in theory, I do believe that. Um, However, R. Kelly You know, he got a whole, whole, whole bunch of work to do before we can even consider that, in my opinion. So,
4: yeah. Yeah.
5: this is cleveland robinson your soul ambassador and you're listening to dj rome on psychotic bump school the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul
3: experience this you and i riding on a natural mist with me and my guns we still number one like chris blacksmith and on the top of your list mysterious individual st Double E and creep on the scene in the double D like the 18, team enterprising Trying to get right midnight making moves with my crews on dirt bikes my Eyes chinked up keep my head kinked up Linked up with my cocoa bees cocoa trees keep me on a level where we float on like boats in the ocean Coastline cocoa bees like Chicha
4: charm still smoking
3: The night is major, read the message flashing on my pager Preparing for our gig in the sold out skater With money makers who hold the tables down in Vegas Talking about the game, the homie Kobe from the Lakers It's all the same, different faces and names The conversation change when your whole lumpy
4: green. Rumors
3: spread quicker and new friends come round But forget where you're from, got to get laid down The super cad of this radish. ish Don't own no blacks but I'm a classic Posing with Felia for the fat flicks They catch the night breeze as we burn Burn down trees, riding in the buggy I3 to NYC. What y'all people represent? Who care? What we here to represent? Who care? What y'all people represent? Who care? What we here to represent? Please, we can. when you come on down. You see ST when you come on down. You see Moby Dye when you come on down. You see BBB when you come on down. You see the young. What y'all here to represent? Who can? What we here to represent? Who can? Walk, shot, be the number one champ. Speeding fast like Ramadan. Plus, I blow the app and the views. Buck B, you get bored, you lose if you toss Must be got cross, at the road, again, get trying to floor. up course, the most popular, while I'm rockin' up BCC, steady knockin' up System out the box, deuce, do and whoopers in my trunk Frog likes to get ice, and watch me as I thump One nation, baby, who camp in the league you drive me crane, say you when I see ya You can ride me,
6: you can ride me
0: So, what does it say about how we now choose our heroes, uh, the, the music that we like and worship? Should we? Because he's been telling us for years, y'all. Trapped in the closet. Uh, yeah, age, Lord. AJ, nothing but a number. I, I mean, know. seems like
1: looking, you're ready, Lord. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. My God.
1: <laughs> we, We've
0: been looking it's past troll. this stuff, he's been dropping cues. For years. So what does it say about how, as a community of black folks, I mean, there's black folks on this call right here, but this is universal to everyone. How in the world, Cleveland Robinson, would we advise our young all y'all got kids. So how do you talk to them and have conversations about how they choose their musical idols and you know discern make discernment I they're, and, and they're new, having these
1: new conversations about drake now too Lots well i was just thinking about drake, drake yeah. it's like
0: drake Lil uzi for all these guys that are out yeah. here Meat mill just dropped a, a an album the other day so cleveland but drake
1: Howard. is drake is supposedly you know into grooming very young girls too i mean i'm not trying to start rumors but that that's oh, been a conversation and you know yeah, in I some that. circles that i'm in yeah. oh
4: boy I, yeah I'm not like it's
1: a real it's a real conversation that folks are having you know so wow. but i mean that just goes to show you like modern day things that people are talking about but mm-hmm. uh, my question is also too like where do you draw the line right do we not listen to songs our kelly wrote you know even though he didn't sing them you know like what well, right, i mean
0: I, look I, I like i A- don't know. <laughs> i like Aaliyah. i like that first album i don't I know, know if i can listen to back and forth anymore because no, yeah it. but the the one uh the self-titled one is banging from 2001 I mean that,
5: yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I believe that that it's about personal accountability. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I realize we can't go into, you know, the music market and start cherry picking every single thing in the world. That, I don't think it's about the, I don't think it's about that. It's about these are what his representations are, and we are choosing consciously to take a stand. It's the symbolism behind it, because what makes it, what's making this a murky situation is what I said earlier. It's the weird flexes that people are doing that are saying, one, um, I'm going to still listen, or two, got to separate the man from the music, and I'm listening anyways. That's where the problem is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the community yeah. accountability um if we had community accountability then i think things will look a little bit more different Mm
4: -hmm. but
5: cohesively we refuse to do it and truth Mm -hmm. of the matter is like i said earlier you know to 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 everyone on the the line you know there's no you separate the man from the music now Mm -hmm. but i assure you and this is your child you wouldn't have the same you wouldn't have the same that's what i'm exactly (laughs) that's what i'm talking
0: about that's what i'm talking about it's your child yeah go ahead brother
5: so so and that and that's and that's the issue of community accountability as long as they're affecting you Yeah, go ahead sister
7: no i was just gonna say you know this is deep and i know as both of you as mental health professionals We all we can all agree what the um, what slavery has done to our community, because we are constantly protecting within which we should right because if we're not protecting each other, who else is, but it has caused such a dichotomy of how we protect because our Kelly is a is one of many where Mm -hmm. we see uncles that are molesting children Mm -hmm. and then we just sweep it under the rug we see grandpas and and aunts and uncles and and all these people and we continue because it happened we go what happens in our house gonna stay in our house and we gonna take care of it right in home instead of having that community accountability and we need to say no more period Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's the pastor yeah i don't care if it's the bishop i don't care if it's the, te- the the favorite coach yeah it is i don't care just because their skin is black they don't get a pass nope. to hurt children
1: absolutely
4: yeah go. absolutely there you go that's
0: how you break it down that's the distinction right there and so how about the the idea of having that uh approach to mika because i think all of us are old enough on this call to remember the uh, the onset of what was called gangster rap in the the 90s, mm-hmm. and
4: then
0: the counter to that, of course, was Eric B and Rakim, Public Enemy, KRS Woman, mm-hmm. Boogie Down mm-hmm.
4: Productions,
0: and then of course, you know, the counter to all of that were the Stevie Wonders, the Michael Jacksons, the Princes, and the 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 mus- the musicians who embodied a deeper sense of connection to. The, the, the meaning of life and existentialism, just, you know, deeper topics, more universal, like Earth, Wind & Fire, Maurice White, you know. And mm-hmm. so if we're going to provide some guidance for our young ones, because, again, everybody's got daughters on this call. And mm-hmm. like Cleveland, how how old is your youngest daughter? One. She's one. Oh,
5: baby,
1: little baby. Oh, baby. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: OK, so, yeah, you, you really going to be playing season her. So I'm saying it's are we. OK, because here's here's an example, and I'm just going off the cuff here. Years ago, uh, our late brother uh, Shock G uh, was in the video. We're all in the same gang. Remember that mm-hmm. West Coast anthem? Yeah, yeah, we're all in the same gang. And west
7: West. west,
0: west. <laughs> and then there was a moment in the video and on the song where he was uh, uh, playing Shock G and Humpty Hump and he was saying yep. to people it's like, hey, are you down with the Klan or are you down with us? And I remember my nephew was really young at that time and he may not even remember this, but he said, hey, Uncle Romy, uh, are you down with the Klan? Oh gosh. Mm. And I'm like, uh, bruh, do you know what that means?
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> you
0: know what you're right. saying? I know it was a cute little lyric in a rap song that you know has got a nice little catchy beat, but mm-hmm. um, so I had to break down who the clan was to him. Mm-hmm. So your one-year-old daughter, Cleveland, and your children, who I, I believe are a little older, you got a teenager, I know Tamika, right? At least one. And Janae, uh, yeah. everybody's kids are somewhat impressionable. And so there's gonna be moments where you're gonna have to break things down and let them know that to blindly recite lyrics to yeah. without understanding the context of where they're getting these references from is going to be a conversation that we have to have so that people, uh, can learn how to make distinctions. I mean I'm just mm-hmm. going off the top of my head. Anybody want to chime in on that?
7: Man it's it's rough you know I have adult children and then I have teen I have a, a lot kids in a lot of different age range and there's a song that came out recently and I can't remember it completely but they say something about killing the cat right? And I heard that and I'm like, what the, I know exactly what they talk about. So I right. paused the song and I told, and my kids are like, la, 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 you know, put their hands over their ears. They don't want to hear it. And I'm like, no, nah, y'all singing this. So y'all gonna know what it means. Right. Oh so I God. think it's education, education, oh. education, education, even those, those uncomfortable conversations that we don't want to have. Um, I, I know you talked about, when do you start having these conversations
4: mm-hmm. at
7: one, at two, yeah, at when one. they start reciting. All right, Cleveland words, you're late,
0: you brother. You're late brother, you late. At one Tamika, at 1 years old. Wow. I,
7: as as when they start to understand and start to recite, we got to have the conversation. We we can't we cannot no longer say, you know, I oh, will tell you look, we we just can't. These kids, these 2020,
4: They're sharp.
7: 2020 these kids is different. They
1: it's different. different. They <laughs> yeah, they
4: are. They yeah, running.
1: they are. I mean, you know, I think about like I was just you know talking to some of my friends about this like I remember being in 6th grade singing color me bad i want to sex you up it had yeah, i remember one time i was singing um juicy Fruit," room to me you know come and on mom being like, you it. can lick <laughs> me
0: everywhere come on
1: right, right. that's, that's what i'm saying you girl. ain't talk
0: about no tootsie pop come on
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. right exactly <laughs> oh have my no god deal that meant right right exactly. my mom's like girl what you know stop it well so, i got
0: one <laughs> i got one for y'all too cleveland i'm coming to you next sorry for cutting you off janae y'all remember swb right remember the group as oh, yeah. they downtown. The downtown downtown they ain't talking about mid-city LA <laughs> right. or Dallas yeah. or Philly. Right. they talking about it. downtown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is I love double entendre song lyrics and that's what makes songwriting interesting to me, Cleveland. You're a songwriter. You you do this stuff. Amen. Come on, man. I mean you you know what it is. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, brother?
5: Um well I, I think it's it's you know we, I think that we are not really doing the best job of <laughs> getting those who are coming up behind us, um, our children, people who are raising specifically, um, explaining the world to them. Like, yeah. kids be out here. You know, I think my kids I grew up with, most of them, you know, just kind of fumbling and bumbling and figuring it out as they go and learning from other peers in their network who don't know nothing either
4: right
5: <laughs> and so you know like for instance um what's her name uh uh Fer- fergie fergie had this mm-hmm. song um uh, london bridge i'm so uh how to go i'm so sassy I already know. oh yeah blah, blah, oh. Blah, blah, blah. from london to tokyo it went y'all remember that one yeah yeah, yeah
4: I remember I
0: remember london, mm-hmm. either london bridge or um mm-hmm. or
5: so ask the kids who was in my program I when they were listening to it, they were singing it. Mm-hmm. I said, "Where's um, uh, where's London in Tokyo?" Right. Well, no, don't no, no, we ain't never heard of it. We were just, we right. were just saying it. So I went and got a map. This is where I was living in Atlanta. I got a map mm-hmm. and showed them where London and Tokyo were, and they were like, "Wow, it's that far?" Mm-hmm. Right. And so you got to think, you know, and let's be let's be very very clear. You also have an education gap too that we can't forget. A lot of times, yes. the green, yes. black folk and black folk who are a little more learned mm-hmm. forget that, that not everyone has the luxury of education. It's a luxury. Yep. It's that's a right, but it's definitely a luxury. Yeah. yeah and um, so you got especially parents, good
1: education. Good the, education. Right. Yeah. So
5: mm-hmm. you got parents who don't know, and so their kids don't know. You know, I was working in East Point at this time. You know, the mothers I was working with, they weren't stopping for a moment and breaking down with money that Tokyo, and right? They weren't thinking mm. about Japan. Mm. And so you got young men and young ladies who grew up not thinking about the world outside of their window. Now, definitely mm. not, let alone
4: yeah.
5: in the world that makes up their bodies, how yeah. they interact with other people, Uh-oh. which is what a lot of these songs deal with nobody having this type of conversation and so that's half the problem we're not having conversations and passing down essential life skill knowledge
1: yeah I mean and I think I think that is a good point and also I think it comes down to exposure too like okay you want to listen to Megan Thee Stallion fine we also going to listen to classical we also going to listen to jazz you're going to know who John Coltrane is you're going to know who Sarah Vaughan is you know what I'm saying and so I think there's a I think there's a way that we can say, fine, here's your music, here's mine, here's your grandparents, you know, here's what a whole range of people listen to so that it's not just that one sided part that the kids know just from their little part of life.
0: But isn't it interesting? You're not wrong, but isn't it interesting how I love Chloe and Hallie? and chloe Uh is really she's coming into i I don't even know how sisters like Janae and you tamika feel about chloe and she was on the vma recently Mm -hmm. and this was really really she's she's super talented
4: Mm -hmm. i mean
0: come on but she's also a very uh curvaceous woman and she's not shy about it and so Mm -hmm. to a certain you know group of people who as we're talking on this conversation on this call right here about the sexualization of young girls um, this could be, you know, I'm treading lightly to I could be apples and orangutans again on this one, but, <laughs> but when you think about the emerging talent, such as that young, the young thundercats like Chloe, who are coming into this really strong, powerful woman-based Beyonce frame. And they're really, really out there. Um, how do we encourage young women to develop their talents, develop their uh, their skill sets to develop their intellect, their curiosity, and look beyond the surface of uh, what's considered to be performative, um, you know, absolutism when it comes to projecting a certain kind of image that could be labeled as a, you know, the 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 quintessential black woman of modern day. Uh, people are out there setting examples for people. That was a mouthful, Tamika Michelle. I don't know how you're going to handle it, but I'm going to toss it to you. What do you work on all that?
7: <laughs> that was that was definitely layered, and I, you know, I, I struggle, you know, and I teeter on the side of, you know, I want I want us to be able to express ourselves fully, right? Mm. But then also with having right. self respect. So what does that mean to you? I believe that all of us have our. Um, our meter of what self-respect means and uh, but i you know because i see deeper than just what's on the surface and you know that about me yes um, i I see some unhealed parts i see that when you have to and this is not for everyone but i think when you feel like your body is your um is what has to kind of you have to show the world that first Mm. What's really going on? What's really going on like why where where are the unhealed parts you know that we need to address and and why do you feel like you have to show so much because her sister is different. They have equal yep. amount of talent, but you notice that she's being more like showcased than her sister. Yes. And and why is that? So I think yep. that we have to I feel like it's programming. We're programming again we- that in order for you to get where you need to go, you got to have knees knees like Sal, like Meg, right? You got to have the body. You got to be bootylicious. You got to have all these things. And, and that is a conversation that I'm having with my girls because I have all sizes. I got some plus size girls and then I got some girls that don't even have not even started developing in their old, you know, they're 15, 16. And I let them know that your body is not your value. That's not mm-hmm. your value.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you talk to your sons though? You got sons too,
4: right?
7: Absolutely. And I also let them know, you know, not over-sexualized women, um, I would knock one of their hands off and then I'll have to call CPS on myself, right? Well. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, I let them know constantly that women are not valued by their bodies. It's with their brain, you know, and, and like uh, she talked about, I, I, li- I have them listen to like Lauren Hill and India Irie, a, a, a wide variety of music. So they Mm -hmm. understand very clearly that they are not their body. They're not their hair. They're not any of these things, right? There's what they're what between their head. That's what gives them value. And I make my sons understand that as well.
0: Are your sons adults already?
7: I have two adult sons. So I have a 22 year old, a 20 year old, and then I have a, a nine year old. So oh, my okay. older sons, um, you know, from a very young age and I literally, I started talking to them about sex and sexuality at two, three years old. I had to.
0: Mm. Well, see, Cleveland, uh, Janae, I'm coming to you in just a second, but I'm listening to her, uh, Cleveland and I'm thinking guys are very visual, right? And so it's a thin line between having that that fact, that's a basic fact, and we all have to accept that. And then you have to teach them how to still, despite that, to uh, have a level of self-control, right? Because Let me say this. The case, oh, sorry, we, we'd be running around wild, wouldn't we, Cleveland? Go ahead.
5: Let me say this. and I don't want other sisters to forget her, um, her rebuttal as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: But I'm, I'm listening and once again is layered. like you know this is the this yep. is the the fake take right here on the phone yep and here's the truth of the matter society already looks at black women differently okay mm-hmm. and mentally i've really evolved on this topic cuz this topic really is a topic of conversation and i feel like sisters should be able to show their more co- courageous okay stereotypically mm-hmm bodies in freedom without being without being judged or over sexualized, okay. but I think a sister to show her body by being judged over sexualized, should be comfortable with being sexy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she should be proud of her body because we've been shamed so long. Yes. But at the same time, um, be able to be an example and project some class. My question is, is that possible?
4: Mm. everybody yeah. ain't
5: thinking that deep it's either like she's sexy and we only looking at her body or she's wearing yeah. heel and she's yeah. sitting her coat up and being deep <laughs> I don't know if people know how to look at a every black woman body and be like mm-hmm. she got all these curves mm-hmm. and hips and, but we putting value into her
0: whole self well, I don't know if people
5: know how to do it
0: I know Oh, like like I ahead, girl yeah. I want
5: to see it all. I well, love see, seeing the curvy
0: sister and yeah. I want to see her brain too. <laughs> see, that part, <laughs> they, we get underestimated for that. It's like, yeah, we are visual, but it, it takes more than that. I mean, you still got to put in work to get us and mm-hmm. land us, so You got to come with more than just that. Dr. Akbar, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, man, it's hard. It's bro, it's, <laughs> it's very, it's like, yep. I, I mean, I feel the same way. Like I said earlier, like I'm very anti-respectability politics and also,
0: what do you know, mean by that by the way? Can you can you explain because that? Because
1: yeah, so respectability politics are like this idea that in order to get approval from white people, we need to you got to pull your pants up, you got to talk a certain way, you can't say certain things, you got to present yourself in a way mm-hmm. that white people find not threatening and appropriate, mm-hmm. right? So like the whole idea like if you if you don't wear your hoodie, right? So pull your hood up, pull your pants up, dress this way um and so you so you won't get pulled over it's not necessarily true that's not going to save us altogether, right okay. and also I say this coming from a place of privilege right I'm at the point in my career where I'm tenured at my university I'm the director of the department so I don't I, I don't got a code switch no more so how I talk is how I talk when I go to meetings with you and how right. I talk in class and how I, you know what I'm saying what you gonna do you can't do nothing I can show up to my zoom meeting right. with my pin curl still in my hair if I'm just with my, right. my small team what you yeah. gonna do it's nothing you can do but I know that I ain't got nowhere else to go, so I can do that. And so I, re- I recognize that that is not going to be the same for lots of people that I'm working with, and lots, mm. the, for the most, pe- for most people, right? Most people have to worry about what other people think of them. Most people have to worry about what their job and what their businesses, and you know, you have to get jobs. So I think it's a fine line. Like my 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 first instinct is let's change the world so that the world don't have to look at people a certain way, right? But that's a a real tall order. That's a very tall order, right? Is Mm -hmm. that, and like, just like, you know, brother was saying, like people, people aren't thinking like that. People are thinking like what's in front of them and that's what I'm going to judge. And so I I think, I think it's good to just keep having these conversations about, we don't owe white people, quote, professionalism, quote, you know, whatever they deem as what should be respectable, Mm-hmm. And also, we gotta exist in this world where people are constantly judging us. So I don't have an answer for that. That's just where I'm
7: at with it right now.
1: Well, yeah.
0: that's nuanced. Uh, did you want to speak to that, Tamika?
7: No, I'm just, I'm just saying yes and amen because I, you know, it's,
0: mm-hmm.
4: it's a,
7: it's a tall order. And again, I hold my breath. What, what I am gonna <laughs> do is continue, <laughs> continue to have these conversations because I believe that this is what you know breaks things up um is is speaking about it we have to speak about it and we also those of us that are standing in that place of privilege we have a responsibility to live authentically and not to shrink and not to hide absolutely right and to just live out big live our big lives and wear our natural hair or wear the weave or do whatever you feel like you want to do right and Mm -hmm. and because we, we are a role model, we are setting examples. And so we have to continue to use that privilege, right, to the people that are behind us, the people that are on the side of us that may not have that privilege, but being that example to them.
0: Mm. Yep, Amen.
4: absolutely. Yep. Amen.
0: And there we stand. I mean, it's a lot to this. I mean, like I said at the top, this is a very triggering situation. Uh, at the end of the day, we will have to go out and live our lives the best we can to influence those that are closest to us, that are looking to us for examples and guidance. And they're going to have questions, y'all. They're going to have questions about how to govern themselves and how to carry themselves. Like you were saying, Janae, it's like respectability politics. I was thinking about the Mm -hmm. need to switch and to flip it up just to be accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that plays into how we navigate society. And how do we do that while still upholding our dignity? Because there, there, there's so many things that are competing for our attention and aiming at all times it seems to strip us of our dignity, and so it's a constant fight. But I sure appreciate yeah. you all being here. Uh, we are wow, well, we are blessed with uh, the amazing educator, life coach. Public speaker, Miss Tamika Michelle, the author of The Restored Manual. We have our good sister, Dr. Janae Akbar, tenured, hello, tenured <laughs> at West, oh man, my God, Western, Westchester,
4: Westchester, Westchester, Westchester University, University yeah.
0: in the beautiful yeah. state of Pennsylvania in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of Delaware, right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> oh, there we go. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, last but not least, we have our good brother, licensed professional counselor out of Dallas, Texas the good Brothers, a singer songwriter as well the amazing Cleveland Robinson is in the house tonight too before I let you go real quick uh, Tamika uh, Cleveland Janae if you have anything going on right now I'm gonna give you a real quick minute in about two minutes to tell us where we could find your latest material Mr Robinson Tamika's got the restored manual Uh, Janae you can announce whatever you need to Uh, let's start with Tamika Michelle where can we find the amazing project called the restored manual Miss Tamika Michelle
7: Thank you so much. So if you go over to Tuesday with Tamika.com, you could find all of my material. I actually just wrote another book, um, The Women what? at the Well. It's, uh, no it's a right. co-author. Yeah, so I, I'm super excited about that. Follow me on social media at Tamika Thomas, everywhere on social media. Um, I'm just out here trying to heal one, you know, help heal one person at a time.
0: Wow, bless your heart. Thank you, Wonderful. Tamika Michelle, Dr. Janine Akbar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I, you know, working in the community a lot. I do have a little small private practice where I do lots of community events, mentor matching to folks who are looking to get into higher ed or looking to get get into private practice. Um, You can follow me on Instagram, Akbar Health and Wellness or Dr. Janae Akbar and also my website too, akbarhealthandwellness.com.
0: Can you spell Janae for us?
1: Yes, sure. G-I-N-N-E-H. And no. Akbar is A K B A R. So Thank Dr. You. Janae Akbar, that's me.
0: Just the way it sounds, y'all. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Akbar. And last but not least, the good brother, Mr. Cleveland Robinson, out of Dallas, Texas. Good brother, what you got?
5: Hey, everybody! Um, once again, thanks, DJ Ron, for inviting all of us for this conversation.
0: All the time.
5: Uh, you can always find me at uh at I N C R House uh, on social media. Um, but most importantly, uh, my phone my Facebook um, official page at Real Soul Ambassador Cleveland Robinson. Um, just go there and check me out.
4: Well,
0: that's our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet. At the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and you know we're here every Monday evening from 530 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. also want to thank our very, very special guests for the evening. Mr. Jason Sugars, Tamika Michelle, Cleveland Robinson and Dr. Janae Akbar. Also want to send a very special shout out to Mr. Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we're out of here, y'all. Take care.